Welcome back to The Shed, everybody. We're here for episode 79. It took us quite a long time to sort out, is this like episode 79 or... It's all part of our complex labyrinthine. That's for you, RJ. Labyrinthine. Labyrinthine. I've never heard it pronounced that way. Labyrinthine. I've always called it labyrinthine. Could be. I don't know. Production process. See, an important thing with using words like that is to really not care that much about whether you get them right or not. No. The idea is to say them and either expose yourself as a cretin, a cretin, a cretin, a cretin. Didn't you tell me that? God, I think you did. The Cretans were people that lived in Crete. <laughs> Shut up. Cretans are little crustacean-like yeah. things. <laughs> You've corrected my pronunciation on that. You know where you really got me? It was with, uh, was it Flotsam and Jetsam? No. No, it was Cretans. It was Cretans. At any rate, welcome back to the shed. We're here. We're happy you're here. We got a bunch of stuff on our list like usual. We have some cultural recommendations Again, with K-Drama and Netflix, but not just, not just, we're out there. So hang with us. It'll be fun. So today's probably a bad day uh, to ask you about this skin because you're, you're in a state, I'd say. And uh, you, earlier, before the mics were rolling, you were talking about when you got uh, hit by a guy. I just can't believe. And the way in which you told this story, and in, and part of the story is you hitting him back, and the way in which you told the story was it was business as usual. Like it's something that happens to you all the time, like getting in uh, fist fights and hockey change oh, So I just want to count from you. Let's start with a count. How many fights have you been in in your life? Not counting hockey fights on the ice. None. Well, that, that was, that's a fight, what you just described. That was, an, uh, it was during a hockey oh, game. Oh, that was on ice. Okay. Well, then that's okay. Yeah. This is what hockey players do. Yeah, that was, and that was, that was 30 years ago, right? You thought that they 35 years ago. I thought they were uh, talking about each other's moms in the change room. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was my little envisioning of it. No. And then so he hits you all of a sudden. No. Because you're appreciating his mom just a bit much. No. No, no. It's, <laughs> it was just your standard hockey thing, and it is, really is business as usual. Okay. At least it was. You know, there's rules. They always talk about the unwritten rules, and they're always, there really is that stuff. Right? Oh, yeah. And so it was just that. And uh, Okay. But the thing was, he he kind of broke one of the rules by, the sucker punch is a thing you're not really supposed to do. Like Sucker at, punch means from behind, right? It means when you're not looking and not ready. Oh, okay. And, uh, I gotcha. You know, it's yeah. it's done. And as the recipient, it's on you to be ready and aware so you don't get sucker punched. It sure. really is. But it it sure did uh, not sit well with me as part of the generally accepted rules of conduct. Yes, yes. I felt that it was not a very acceptable. And as a result of all this, you had an eye turn completely red. Is that correct? One half. Yeah, the, whites, the white of one eye vertically towards the outside was just all red like and uh, brilliant red for uh, a couple of days. Can't remember. It was a couple, three, four days, something like yeah. that. It was very long. Yeah. And now, uh, just to rewind even further, the reason this came up in conversation was KJ, you've been through a, a subconjunctival hemorrhage. Oh my God. Subconjunctival hemorrhage. Yeah. I'm going to say that must have been beneath your conjunctivus. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, you took Latin, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So you had one. And uh, are we going to be able to put your uh, photo up on the uh, 
Sure. Up on the site. If you want to. Everyone. That's beautiful. So ugly. Well, it's, yeah. well, I don't think it's ugly. I think it's like beautiful in the sense of a horror movie. Yeah. Yes. I thought but, we uh, we want to have a listener advisory on not looking at it before dinner, though. Yeah. Not that it's all horrible. No, I would cover it when I was meeting people. Like, I would go down to uh, Super Value and, and pull my toque down over the one. <laughs> oh, nice. I told my agent if there were any parts for pirates, I would be, <laughs> I'd be ready. No, but I was just coming up from the drive, and I felt like there was something in my eye. And so I started rubbing it. And I rub it, you know, I try to rub things towards the center like I usually do. And... I didn't think that I was rubbing it harder than usual or anything. And then, well, maybe what you felt was the hemorrhage, and all you did was spread the blood all over the place under there. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And it's funny, because it doesn't interfere with your vision at all. You don't even notice it. And yeah. about half an hour later, there was nothing in my eye, and I didn't think anything of it yeah. until I went to bed and looked in the mirror on my way to bed and went, holy yikesies. <laughs> and you could still see just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't with, feel it. And with me, I got up the next morning and it was that. I went to bed, everything was fine. I got up the next morning and you, know, you go look in the mirror and it's like, whoa, man, I got work. I got to go to work. And you, what am I going to do now? You know, the, this thing. So I don't know. That was a long time. Like I said, that's 35 did years you, ago. Did you check it? Like, had you looked at your eyes before you went to bed? No, I don't recall having looked at my eyes before I went to bed. Because you would think it would, it would be sort of instant, but... Well, I, I just don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember right. those kinds of details, whether I looked before bed. I do remember uh, realizing, and what I also don't remember is, like, what did, what did I just think? Oh, well, I can still see okay, so I guess I'll just, you know, it's like, I don't know whether I went to the doctor or what. I have no idea. I, I don't remember. No, yeah, I didn't. I looked on the Google machine and it said, uh, oh, yeah, you can't do anything about it. This is a natural occurring thing from sneezing and vomiting and poking your eye. And sometimes they they just happen. It'll be gone in 14 days. And then a couple of people around me said, maybe you should just have somebody look at that. Yeah. (laughs) So four days later, I went down and it was already starting to ease up. Well, don't you hate it when you go to the doctor and they tell you exactly what you thought, which was, it's nothing. Well... I don't hate that. I do. I, I just think, I used to really bug me when I'd take the kids in because I was just be too worried about their fever or whatever it was they had. And you take them in and the doctor says, yeah, it's just a fever, lots of rest and fluids. And you just kind of think, oh, for heaven's sakes, you know, I got everybody in the car and schlepped our way all the way over here and waited and blah, 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 all to be told what you pretty much thought anyway, but you let your angst get the better of you. Now you're just going right back, you know. Yeah, one time Hannah, maybe age five or something, four maybe, jumps up on the bed, runs along it, and suddenly falls and hits her tooth right on the wood Woo-hoo. on the end. Boom. Woo-hoo. So now blood's coming out, and you you can't put a Band-Aid on a tooth, right? So we're going, okay, emergency. So we head into emergency, and just as we were pulling into the parking lot, the bleeding has subsided. Because there's stuff, it's ended, in fact. There's stuff in your saliva, right? Like, it's specifically designed to stop bleeding. Well, there's stuff in Otherwise, your blood, Otherwise, how would you ever yeah. dry up, right? Yeah, there's stuff in your blood also. Like, it'll just clot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. But it clots even with all the fluid around yeah. it, you know? Like, yeah. anyway, so we're going, yeah, okay. We turn around and go back home. We didn't even check Good. in. Good for you. See, that I'd be okay with, but it's... But her tooth continued to be dark from then on until her adult teeth came in. 
Yeah, like tooth was, was dead. Oh. Yeah, the tooth was banged hard, and yeah, it's uh, dead. But it didn't it didn't hurt, obviously. Oh yeah, it hurt. Well, not like tooth, not permanently, yeah, not yeah. afterwards. But yeah, it hurt a lot, of course, yeah. during. But yeah, that's just the nerve has gone dead. I have Ooh. one of those, right? I have a tooth on my lower side that's abnormally white, and it's because it's been filled with white stuff because it was dark because it got bashed, and the nerve is dead. And they do a root canal to put white stuff in it so that it doesn't look so dark. So now it looks lighter than all the rest of my teeth. Was that from one of your infamous fights? Uh, it was from hockey somewhere. Oh, it was. It was probably from a puck. It's more likely a puck than anything else. Well, Susan went to our new doctor yesterday, and she has signs up that if you don't, if you go to a walk-in clinic, don't bother coming here anymore. Whoa! What uh, do you suppose what, is what the, the intent of that? Yeah, business, isn't it? That's just terrible, isn't it? Well, what, so that's, it's interesting. I feel like it's not legal as well. I sort of do too. I think there's uh, regulations in BC around it and college of physicians and surgeons and all that kind of stuff. I got a feeling there's some pretty interesting stuff going on in the business side underneath. Like if you're a doctor with your own practice, you're required to follow a bunch of processes around registering and treating patients that maybe those kinds of things aren't applied equally to walk-in clinics. Maybe by definition, walk-in clinic gets to avoid some of the overhead that a regular doctor has to incur. You know, it must be something like that, because why else would you care? If somebody's coming to you, come. And do you guys do you guys find it imaginable that there are doctors around who simply cannot muster enough patients? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, there are some. I think there's some bad doctors who have problems getting patients. Yes. There's guys that are 75 and just emigrated from some other country uh, that are still wanting to practice that probably have trouble. But I mean, I think probably the majority of doctors now, if anything, I mean, I don't know when the last time anybody in the room looked for a new doctor was probably KJ. We're going to find out. I mean, let's well, do like next time you're in. Do you mind asking them? Asking yeah. your doctor? About that policy? Yeah, yeah, just just ask. Or maybe ask the people at the front desk, maybe. some. Yeah, like just what's that all about? Sometimes it's the back office people, <laughs> right? Oh. The doctor's like, uh, oh, oh, sure, you could put that up if you want. Like, I don't know. It'd be very, uh, very yeah. curious. CRJ, you're playing into my whole thing with my dermatologist. So I, I have a, oh, I don't know. If I say this now, live out in the world, I, somebody could come for me. But last... Last September, I believe, 4th, I had an appointment with the dermatologist that I missed after repeated attempts to contact the dermatologist to find out when it was. And when I was finally got a hold of them, they said, yeah, your appointment was yesterday and you owe us $70 for not showing up. And I said, I don't think that's fair. And I went through this whole thing and she said, well, I'll have to check with the doctor. And my instant immediate thought was she's not checking with the doctor. She's the one who manages appointments. She's the one who's charged with collecting the money. She's not going to go ask that doctor anything. Because my contention was I had not been left a message telling me the date of my appointment. And then when I phoned them two or three times over the course of the next couple of weeks, once their office was closed, when it was supposed to be open, according to their their audio thing, you know, we're open till four. You phone at quarter to four, they're not open. Well, you know, so she's not going to go to her doctor and say, yeah, he tried phoning, but we all went home early that day and all that. And I just thought, so you're playing right into that crazy bias, which I mm. think you mocked me for earlier. Mm, so. no, I don't think so. I'm sure you did. But uh, you mocked I, me for everything. My doctor's in North Vancouver. 
because uh, I used to work in North Vancouver and it was pretty handy to have a doctor there. And now I'm in Burnaby and, you know, he's a good doctor. It's, it's a bit of a drive and sometimes it's at rush hour coming home and whatnot. So I looked at, there's a doctor just walking distance from me. Can't remember her name, but of course I wouldn't mention it anyway. But I looked her up, I Googled her and on Rate MD, mm-hmm. you've seen that site. Yeah. Oh. She's, she's got like two and a half stars or something Ooh. and it just goes on and on, you know, all the kind of things we've talked about before. Like I just wanted to mention one more thing to her and she shut me down because I'm only allowed one thing yeah. per visit. And, you know, she has a terrible manner with her patients and yeah. I can't remember all the details, but she just sounded like a bad doctor. And as a sidebar, Sue told me I'm not allowed to get a woman doctor because there's a shortage of woman doctors and women typically like <laughs> to have a woman doctor. And so every guy that takes woman doctor, sorry, Mo, but I think you have a woman doctor, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, shorts a woman. That's what, that's what uh, Sue's oh, line on it was, but I still was looking into her anyway. So. Well, so my th- thought there so would be that assumes every woman wants a woman doctor, which I suspect is not. No, it doesn't assume. It assumes that most women want a women doctor. And for those women that want a women doctor, anyway. So I think, well, now maybe this site invites bad reviews. Maybe, you know, like, do you review a doctor for being good? Do you really take your time to go in and say, hey, this doctor's great? You only complain, right? So if you have a complaint, sure, you're going to. So anyway, I thought maybe all the doctors will get bad reviews. So I yeah. I checked my doctor. I keyed in his name, the North Vancouver guy. Number one out of 285 doctors in North Vancouver. Wow. Yeah, so, and that, that's what I would have done too. Just immediate answer to that question is just go look up any other doctor and see what they. And get. he is a great doctor. Like he's, uh, mm. yeah. So anyway, I'm sticking with my guy in North Van until I get too old and feeble. Well, What's that, a, next my year? doctor too has the same, uh, uh, one thing on your appointment. Yeah. Yeah. You could don't bring up anything else. And that's just a matter of time. Right. I think I, I would think that you could, um, I booked online my last appointment, which I thought was very efficient. I think if you put two things on, they just make you, uh, they just give you a 20 minute slot instead uh, of a 10 minute slot and uh, they can charge for that. Right, right. They can, right. I'm sure they can charge for each one and, Maybe I'll look for another doctor. I, I tried to, I looked on the drive just for some place to walk, but there's, nobody's taken any new patients anywhere. Yeah, it's like that. Like in Burnaby, I'm right near Metrotown has a lot of medical facilities, but because there's so many people there, it's, you just can't find a, at least a decent doctor. Mm-hmm. That's interesting about the, if you go to a walk-in, don't come here. That's interesting. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that. And listeners, if you guys have any ideas, let us know. Listeners so, have been super productive with uh, stuff eh, lately. Well, while we're doing Medical Corner, though, huh. do you guys know uh, what herpes zoster is? No. I saw it on the list, and I don't know what it is. What is it? It's uh, shingles. Uh, oh. So I don't know why Part they give Part of the it. herpes virus? I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I knew that. It. I did know that. And then they oh. they also call it varicella zoster. Who knows why? It has two official kind of Latin-y names. I don't know, but they're both the same. So got my shingles shot the other day. Sue and I went and got our, our shots. So are you now leaping tall buildings at a single bound? You guys both, uh, just nothing crickets. You've never had a shingles shot. I don't know. I think I did actually sometime in the last five years. I think I had one. I honestly, again, I can't remember. KJ. No, no. Have you or someone you loved suffered from shingles? 
I know somebody who's had shingles. Who had shingles recently? Cromer. Croner had shingles, hey? Yeah. Yeah, he talked about how awful it was, too. Yeah. He was in episode 53. So my dad had it at around age 80, 80, I guess. And it lasted three years of intense pain. Like he would be lying down on a chair just to not have to move. And then when he would have to get up off the chair, he'd always go, oh, like, because it was going to hurt a lot. And uh, it was part of his death spiral, actually. Like he had a number of things happening, but being inactive is just going to. Anyway, so we're we're uh, definitely fans of shingles uh, vaccines. And so Sue and I went and got our Is shots. Is that Twin Ricks? Okay, so there's two things. There's uh, the old one's called Zostavax, and we took that eight years ago. Said to last five years, but they weren't sure it could last longer. So I set a reminder to get it in 10 years. And then the new one's called Shingrix, which sounds like Twin Ricks. Now, maybe Twin Ricks has Shingrix plus another Ricks. Twin Ricks, I think, is that what you take for uh, hepatitis if you go to another country. Oh, right. I've heard of that. Because it seems to me I got we got one of those before we went to Mexico or Belize or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure if that's what we got. But I, yeah. not, not shingles, though. Do they recommend you take a preventative thing for shingles? Totally. Well, 100, yeah. Cause... Because the percentage of people that get it is fairly high. Might not quite be fifty percent, but it's really high in their thirty, forty percent or something. Is that right? Yeah, it's, know that. it's really, really large. It's for people over fifty because your immune system gets just a little you weaker over time and weaker and weaker as you get yep. closer and closer to eighty. And I know. definitely did have a shot because I remember that over fifty thing. That's what the killer was for me. That's what it was. Yeah, I did get one. Now the old one's good for maybe five years. Yeah, I might be due up, but I did get one. And it's only sixty percent effective. And then the new one's 90% effective, good for four years, although I think that's the drug company saying, you know, yeah, we didn't bother testing beyond four years because we'd prefer that you come and pay us for more drugs, right? Yeah. But it's 90% effective. But then if you're in the 10% that still get shingles, it greatly reduces the nerve damage and because that's where the pain comes from. Mm. So anyway, just a, a little bit of a PSA for our listeners. On the downside, you have to get two shots. They're 150 bucks each. If you get your doctor to administer, it's uh, free. If you get your drugstore to do it, it's another 20 bucks. So uh, 350 bones. Right. And times two of us. Because me and Sue both did it. And uh, so we did our first one. And Shingrix is a little bit harder. My arm's still sore. And it's, oh, been, yeah. it's been three days now. And I had this shivers. A oh couple nights goodness. ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. It lists all these possible side effects, one of which is nausea, and I never had nausea. So I'm good. I'm good with that. Wow. So I'm not doing a good job of selling it, but I... No, you were I, really going well right up until the last minute. And so I got to get one more in two months. And I had to get it now because I'm going on another medication in a few months, and the doctor seemed to think that I should not get uh, Shingrix while I'm on this other meds, but, uh, that's probably just so you can be sure and identify any potential side effect from the new med. That's true. That's probably not a conflict between meds. Probably just, I, I don't want to be so. sure that I know if something's up with the new, right. One. Cause Shingrix is not live. It's not yeah. one of the kind of vaccines that has live bugs in it. And talking about vaccines, boys talking about vaccines. 
I was going to come in here and joke. I felt terrible when I woke up this morning. Sinuses were hurting. I was going to come in and say, I have corona sinuses because my sinuses mm-hmm. hurt. But I felt that might not be as funny as I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was very hilarious. But So um, what do we all think? Are we all going to die? Anybody? Uh, no. 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 And what do we think about, in general, if either of you guys just, by way of interest, spent any time in the last week or so trying to get a mask, a surgical mask? Oh, I've got some if you want one. <laughs> do you? When did you get them? Well, I got them about uh, a couple of months back now. Uh, they're 3M, and they're the kind that can deal with forest fire smoke. Yeah, okay. So I felt that if we had a situation, yeah. you would not, you would simply not be able to find a mask. Yeah. So why not buy a set of 10? So I've got 10. There's tens of thousands of people in Richmond who are regretting their lack of foresight, I'm sure. Because Richmond just, you can't even order them on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon sold out. Yeah, right? they say that gloves are even more important. <laughs> just And then uh, you, would, you would wear gloves for everything. And then, of course, never touch your mouth, your nose, yeah. or your eyes. That would be the, the number one transmission method. Yeah. I would just was... Um, I don't know how you guys have received the whole thing. And I just, I got a cool reception at hockey the other day. It's, it's the barometer of all my opinions is if I express them at hockey, I'm concerned if I get a cool reception, but I just think, you know, I was trying to think, how would I, how would I phrase this? How would I bring it up? I mean, it's the way that whole thing has gone along. It sort of typifies the worst of social media to me. Thousands of people buying masks and everything, uh, lots and lots of discomfort. I won't say panic, but anxiety for sure. Prior to any real knowledge of how dangerous the thing actually is, prior to any real knowledge of how communicable it even is, and just your average guy in the room didn't seem to be asking, wait a sec, how many people just die a normal flu every year? Like it hand in hand with your remark about getting a vaccination for shingles, go ahead and get a flu shot. Absolutely. Because you can die of normal flu, especially if you're somehow compromised, Uh, like say by age or infirmity. In the U.S. this season, I've heard two numbers, 4,000 and 10,000. For what? For deaths from the flu. Yeah. Same. It's just a massive number, right? Yeah. And nobody's talking about it in the newspapers. And this is exactly where I was going. Like we're having this mass panic over a thing that is much less of an issue than just normal flu. They're shutting down cities of 11 million people. We're banning international flights from half a dozen different countries. We're not we in Canada, but can- countries in the world are doing these actions and they haven't really even figured out how lethal it is. Right. If it's any more lethal than regular flu and so on. Like it's just, the whole thing well, just the, strikes me as a generated frenzy. The fear is exponentiation. Yeah. Like what if... And so they, they plot those graphs and you can see some, you know, they're always exponential at first. And so the question is, when do they kind of all of a sudden turn the other way and plateau and then drop down? Yeah. That's the biggest fear. With Corona, isn't it the death per uh, instance of getting it? Isn't it higher than the regular flu? Not much, if it, if at all. It's a little unknown no, no, still. No, no, than the regular flu. Yes, yes, it is much higher. It's like around 10% so far. I disagree. 
Okay. Oh, I don't think it's 10%. It okay. is. It's less than two. Oh, okay. okay. And regular is around, I think, oh, I think regular it's, is it's like, like one or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's more like 0.2. Or, yeah. It's, it's, like, it is. Hold on. The flu is 0.2? No, coronavirus. Oh, well, it's okay. Well, like right now, or two days ago, there was three, 300, 259 people dead, but there's got to be tens of thousands. Or tens of thousands, yes. That it's are Worldwide, they've got like 35,000 confirmed cases. Okay. And because of the long incubation period, they figure that the infection rate is much higher than 35,000. So right, right. part of the problem is deaths really carefully tracked and really obvious. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pretty hard to mistake whether somebody died or not. And it's very easy to mistake whether somebody has been infected. Right. right. Oh, but, that's true too. Yeah. But in but, the first case in Canada, the guy's already been Yeah, he was released. discharged. Yeah. yeah. And you just kind of think... You know, at airports, they're screening people. They've got measures in place. And they're screening according to skin temperature. So if you're oh running a fever, you're off the flight. Yeah, well, the incubation period is 9 to 14 days. Mm. So it's just what I was kind of having roll around in my head is, is it in somebody's interest somewhere to do this kind of stuff? Like a lot of the quarantining stuff has to be. It just has to be make everybody feel something that is not necessarily valid to feel i.e we're going to protect you we're going to make sure this thing doesn't get away and i guess what i would have said right off the hop is if you have a city of 11 million people you're not going to contain that period the end especially if it comes up right at the lunar new year when millions of people are traveling everywhere across china like there's just no chance of quarantine it's just a completely non-starter so what is going on with the time and effort spent to quarantine? Well, you, do you think that they can't quarantine a city of 11 million in China? No, I don't think they can quarantine a city of 11 million anywhere in the planet. Absolutely not. There's just way too many people going way too many different places, way too many situations. With 11 million people, every conceivable way of an infected person getting out of that quarantine area is going to occur. The World Health Organization says that just what you're saying, which is that quarantining doesn't work. They were saying it actually makes things potentially worse mm. because they can't get necessary supplies and expertise into little, and out of little the Little cauldron. Yeah. Doing it. Like I just, so the whole thing has been making me wonder about what are we accomplishing? Who's accomplishing but it? Who does it benefit? Aren't government's just, just doing better safe than sorry? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe. Certainly the Chinese government, they've knocked themselves out. They've built a hospital for, I think, what was it, a thousand bed hospital? In like two In like weeks. Three weeks or something. Yeah, just boom. It's oh, built. if the government does nothing, there's a whole bunch of people waiting in the wing just mm. to say, this is your government, people. They don't care, whatever. <laughs> yeah. that's, all, that's all it is. And so does that just mean I'm on the team that's waiting in the wings to say, you spent how many millions doing that when we knew right from the get-go it was pointless? Maybe that's all yeah, I'm saying. I yeah. Dylan Noosh just lost their... A flight to they're going to vietnam for a yeah. month just gone and so they're no longer going because they're they went through someplace shanghai uh, they went through someplace in china and that was it they just, and so was that link broken and so just yeah and so now there's going to be decades of finger pointing among airline companies too about who's supposed to compensate whom for what because they they do all that cooperative scheduling right so you book a flight so-and-so and you pay a bunch of money up front and each airline that is in your itinerary gets a piece of what you paid up front. Well, now all of a sudden the guy in the middle of your itinerary who's flying out of Shanghai can't, 
Whose fault is that? Who compensates that customer well, for the loss of their ticket? It's more like the return flight, say, from Vietnam to Vancouver gets bumped even though there's yep. no regulations on it, right? Yeah. But because of the, the everything gets shut down. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of all cut from the same cloth yeah. in terms yeah. of, I don't know how they ever sort out who's supposed to pay whom for what. Maybe it's all in the fine print on the ticket. I don't know. Vietnam's a pretty lovely place too, isn't it? I don't know. I've. I have this travel calendar and for some reason January was Vietnam <laughs> and it has all these photos and little descriptors and you're going, oh my God, I want to go there. It's just <laughs> lovely. I should get one like that. Yeah. I think it's great because right now we want to do some travel over the next three, four or five years. Yeah. Now's the time, man. Yes. If the planet isn't wiped out. That's well, no, I think we're good for another 10, 20 years before all the... Well, it's starting, isn't it? Yeah. But that's yeah. But I think we'll manage to get out of here pretty much scot-free. Having committed all the crimes, I think we'll uh, we'll get out of it scot-free. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Although, I, w- I should reiterate that my let's just go ahead and eat the whale joke, whales, still not flying. No, because it just doesn't connect. Well, I don't know. So who wants to eat whales? Uh, people who have nothing else to eat because everything else has been eaten. Is that, have whales ever been a delicacy? Yeah, they're eating up north. Still now. Are they? Oh, like narwhals or whatever they yeah, have. Yeah, and all what kinds of... Japan. Yeah, Japan eats Denmark, them. Iceland. I don't know if they eat them or just harvest them for uh, oil and fat. I don't know. Yeah, the oil and fat, I know about that. Oh, I think the Japanese do it for eating. Yeah, up, maybe up north they eat them just because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to eat whatever there is up there because there's just not much. It's like living on the moon up there. And the more fat, the better, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in spite of in spite of everything, it's more fat, the better. It's like living on the moon. <laughs> well, it is. You see it in summertime. We, and we just lost our Nunavut. <laughs> no, demo. I'm pro Nunavut. Here's my latest thing. In fact, I am pro Nunavut. I, I didn't, oh, geez, I don't want to really get too far into it, but there's a senator right now, Lynn Bayak, I think her name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she put up some letters that contain some pretty racist stuff, and she asserted that there's a whole bunch of people who were forced to go to residential schools who really benefited from it. And so the Senate said, you know, Lynn, that's kind of real hurtful to all the thousands of people who were forced to go to residential school and absolutely didn't benefit from it, right? Uh, are still suffering from it, in fact. And so we think, Lynn, that you should probably remove those letters from your Facebook post or whatever it was, or from the Senate website or wherever it was. And we think you should probably take some training and apologize, right? So she takes the sensitivity training. She is asked to leave the class because her attitude is just toxic. She is absolutely not on board with this training. She's asked to write an apology, and her apology consists of, and this is almost an exact quote, the Senate found that my actions were inappropriate, and I would like to apologize to the Senate for that. Regards, Lynn, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's apologizing because they, she couldn't, be more clear about saying I'm apologizing because they told me I had to apologize. Yeah, yeah. And I just think we're spending 140 grand a year for that. Like we already had the Senate conversation. We already went through the whole thing and the Senate got retained in spite of everything. But I just think if seven out of 10 kids in none of it in the, what used to be the territories are in danger of not getting enough to eat. How many senators are there times 140,000? Let's spend it on that instead. 
Or here's another one. Did you guys know, just did you know, I didn't know this until very recently, that in the 50s, late 40s and early 50s, they actually relocated uh, people from places in like northern Quebec and northern Manitoba and stuff. They relocated them further north so that they could, we could claim sovereignty over that territory. Oh, right, right. Yeah. They made them promises that they didn't keep. They stuck these guys in places like Baffin Island and stuff like that. And yeah, the moon, and then they just left them there. They didn't keep any of the promises about better hunting or supplied food, and they're stuck there. There's no way to get out. It's just crazy. I didn't know, I didn't get taught that. I asked my daughters last night, did they get taught about residential schools and stuff like that? And they said, yeah, they just, hammered residential schools at us forever in school. It was well, just they did. constant, constant. I thought, okay. Because I've certainly heard the other where they took them off their traditional hunting grounds and put them into places where now yeah. all the water is bad. Yeah, and, and I didn't know that. I just didn't really know that they had. I knew that reserves in general were that, right? Reserves as they were defined and laid out in the 1800s were basically... In many cases, the crap land that no white person yeah, wanted. The, yeah. You know? um, uh, but this business in the fifties, I didn't, I didn't. And also just as a further example, I didn't know until way later in life that they uh, stuck Dukabor kids in residential schools too. Like kids from Castlegar and stuff like that got taken away from their parents and stuck in residential yeah, schools. Yeah. I didn't know that. They didn't teach us that in school, oddly. Well, I didn't know that either. Just. Yeah, because because they, they were the, fighting the, it was the public the system. Full melting pot. They're going full melting pot. You don't want to send your kids to school. You don't want your kid to speak English. Well, we'll we'll deal with that. Uh, and they no, did. I didn't know that either. I, I wasn't taught that in school. I mm-hmm. just so I just thought I would ask my kids about it. So I was glad to hear they got some kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. heads up. I don't that's know whether a, it was a good one or not. That's but encouraging. Yeah. I just thought, wow, the stuff they didn't tell us. Also, outlawing the pot latches was pretty brutal. Yeah. So they, you know, yeah. like they have those ceremonies where they're giving people other stuff and they're going, that's stupid. You should be in yeah. business, right? Yeah. I, I just, so this all, all this stuff for me is flowing from our conversations. I don't know how long ago about white fragility and stuff like that. It's all, I'm trying to get some handle on why everybody's so pissed off. And it's, it's actually pretty easy to figure out who knew. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, there was that. Is that coffee all right? This coffee is mm. delicious. Different, isn't it? Thank it's, you very it much. It is different. It's a medium roast and it's nice. It's the same. It's, it's the same. It's a dark coffee. roast, a French roast. It's a really, oh, it's a French roast. Okay. But, but it's the stuff that I always use. So you guys always get the same beans here. But you made it different. But it's just because it's not in the, it's in a French press now. Yeah. Instead of not a percolator, instead of a basket. A uh, drip, yeah. Drip, yeah. Which I actually thought, oh, because I have, still have the machine. It's sitting there. It needs to be repaired. But I probably could have got the basket and rigged it up oh, and sure. actually done and made three cups. Yeah. But I didn't. It's, it's news delicious. News. Thank you. It's, I, I'm checking. enjoying it. It's good stuff. And listeners, you can no doubt hear the elevating level of almost frenzied, nervous excitement that we're having as a result of taking in all this caffeine. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> It's fantastic. Okay. I've had two jokes that I want to try out in public situations. You guys let me know if these will fly. Oh, this so, is awesome. We get a chance to Tuke, do squishes little Tuke, dreams. Tuke drools quite a bit sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes he doesn't drool at all. Sometimes he's got drool hanging off of his muzzle. 
And occasionally people will comment. And what I want to say is it's okay. It's just a low grade form of rabies. <laughs> right? so I'm, and I'm wondering if that will be appreciated by the person commenting or whether they would actually think that I'm serious. I don't know. I think that's really funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think I'm probably a terrible litmus test for what's acceptable humor. And know. similar when you sneeze in public, same thing. It's just a low grade form of coronavirus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Badminton boys. I was playing badminton on Saturday with Angie, Angie, the accountant. Does she make you run all over the court? Just as bad as you used to. Same exact thing. You used to do exactly the same. Squash maybe. And racquetball and tennis. No, I never played racquetball against you. Maybe once. I think you did. Actually, I think you've forgotten. Mike was good at racquetball. I just remember getting, anyway, yes, she does. She, she's got a bad ankle. She can't really run much. And I was laughing afterwards. It's just pushing back, pushing back, pushing back, drop shot, pushing back, pushing back, pushing back, drop shot. And she's laughing. And I said, don't you get bored? (laughs) It's clear I'm not going to learn. So don't you just get bored? Pushing back, pushing back, pushing back, drop shot. I'm running all over the place. That was two days ago and I'm still stiff. And that, that's just part of the nothing translates. You're in really good shape for hockey. You go skiing, you die. You're really good shape for skiing. You go for a bike ride, you die. You go, you know, just nothing. Cross training is a misnomer. It's a myth. Thank you very much, well, KJ. I plumbed with Brother Tim for about five hours, I think a week ago now. <laughs> and I'm just barely getting out of it now. Sorry, I, I didn't hear you. did what? Plumbing. He did Plum, plumbing. Plumbed. So it's it's like your haunches and you're, because you're yeah. down and, and it's construction stuff, right? It's not... It's not like you got to be under a sink or anything, but still you're down and up and trying to, oh my lordy, hurts, hurts. And you know, you know, here's, here's hard one knowledge for you. You get up the day after you do something and you're pretty sore and you think, geez, I really must, uh, that's a lot. I'm pretty sore today. If you get up the next day after and it's worse, because that'll happen sometimes, then you're really in for it, right? You've really crazily overdone it when the second day is worse than the first day yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that badminton thing is, I'm not quite there because I played enough. We had, there was about a month long layoff over Christmas and I played enough before that, but it's a lot. It's just, you just don't imagine. Obi, you remember putting that whole house fan in our place? Mm. Getting up in the uh, attic? Mm. Like it's one of those super low attics with a lot of two by fours or two by sixes, I guess. That that you're that's you you've got your little tiptoes or one piece of your body on each one of the. That's right. The, yeah. Because uh, if you stepped rafters, on the, uh, you go right through. Yeah. yeah, it's just drywall. It just. I'm sure I was complaining after that day too. The although oh, it in must those have days, been brutal. Yeah, but I was in way better shape. Then. Yeah, well, that was <laughs> 20 years ago at least, maybe 25. What that no fan? wasn't that long, was it? Maybe yeah, because we, well, we bought the house 91, I think it was 2000 when you did that. I mean, wow. I can find out because <laughs> I, I have, I have my accounting records go back to 2002. So if it's not in there, then it means it was more than 18 years ago. Preemptive guest 2008. Okay. All right. Just apropos no, of nothing. Not, yeah, it's been. Apropos of nothing. And now. we love it to this day. The whole house fans amazing, but let's make that a summer topic. Okay. Whole house fans, uh, listeners, whole house fans coming, coming next fall. That's right. <laughs> we'll discuss it in the summer. <laughs> when it's way too late to be a 
benefit anybody. So, listen, I was out yesterday for dinner with my daughters who two of three took me out. Hale couldn't make it. She had an appointment. They surprised me and actually arranged to have dinner with me, which is really terrific. That's what I've been wanting for a few years now. Did the staff come out and sing a happy birthday? No, they, they didn't. Uh, Sadie was really funny, though. She said, you can just take that if they do. She was a lot of fun. Anyway, while we were there on television, there was a show on that the girls both recognized that I've never heard of. And I want to know if you guys, who are in my demographic age-wise, but certainly not culturally, I would venture to say, you ever hear the Masked Singer Mm-hmm. I've seen an ad for it. You guys I, I, do know. I see. I, I see the headlines. They're saying, "Spoiler alert! We're going to tell you who the mass singer was." But I, I assume that there's celebrities under there. Yeah, that's what I assume too. But I've, I've never seen whatever happened. So you guys both knew about this thing. I heard. I about only it, saw yeah. an ad, and I just assumed that it was about celebrities, and that they would. I assumed they would sing a song that it's not from their normal songbook. Otherwise, they'd be easily identifiable. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they're not even... So it's, apparently this thing's really popular. I Googled it. It's been on for three years. Right. And they're just ridiculously large, crazy masks. Yeah. I can't imagine people singing in those. Dressed up like sushi and stuff like that. Dragons and I don't know what all. <laughs> oh, they probably have an internal mic then, do they? Like probably. a little... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's really popular. I And I'd never heard of it. And I just thought, well, there you go. It's official. Well, because it's it would be kind of fun to, if you were into that kind of pop singing stuff, the voice and all that stuff, it would be kind of fun to identify, Oh, well, that's clearly so-and-so, right? Yeah. And, and the things I was looking at were suggesting that the people that volunteer to go on there are like the guys, the actors that used to always be on Hollywood squares. Like Hollywood squares is where you wash up just before you drift out right. to sea and are never yeah. seen again, you know? And, yeah. and do you know who, do you know names of people who were the mess? <laughs> no. And, and I wouldn't know whether they were washed up or not either if I did. Oh, you didn't even it. recognize the name? No, I didn't oh, know anything oh. about it. But either. also when you talk about the Hollywood squares people, are you also not just talking about the singers, but talking about the judges or the guessers? Uh, I did see a list of the guessers and yeah i think i think we are talking the same thing about mm. them too i think yeah i did recognize at least one of their names so you mean you mean the like the big stars are definitely not like celine dion is not yeah. gonna wear the mask yeah exactly like the guys that are doing that are hoping to give a jolt to a flagging career is that what you think that's what this post thought oh, okay. and uh, i don't i've got no thoughts on it because i don't recognize anything i'm just like i say it's official i'm mold i'm living in a cave well, i don't I'm, know anything i am old i'm guessing the style of singing they do on there is a style that to me sounds all alike yeah yeah like it's like broadway show tunes or <laughs> modern like modern broadway not old ethel merman yeah, i was like, just gonna say like everything no, like, ethel, ethel merman it all sounds the same could be the lord's prayer could be the yeah, anthem that, just well, all sounds the and same. that is true as well but i'm really referring to the modern show tunes yeah like in disney musicals yeah, yeah. Right. anyway i just thought i would check do a little call you guys are obviously more culturally educated than i am but i i, I don't think we've learned anything by saying that but we knew that right so that's mm. too bad is this tv corner no, no, it just was a thing. I, I was, I was just fishing for changing the topic. <laughs> no, but it, my, we went out last night too. As a matter of fact, Lucy said we have to start getting together once a week for dinner, and nice. it's, it's like a that's nice. Well, it's like they're not in the nest anymore, right? And so they're not. Well, that's what I do with mine because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it's the first time that it's, there's somebody been proactive on it, so it's quite fun. 
but I, I think we got a complaint from Susan. I didn't quite read it. It was this morning at nine o'clock or something. But she said, uh, there was too much fun last night. We need to talk about what you kids are doing in your lives next time we get together. We need to get, you know, we have to t- talk about, you she know. does not want you to have as much fun. <laughs> I suspect she's just goofing. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, probably. But also, um, seeing your two girls at Tim and Leslie's thing, th- that just really surprised me. I thought, oh my God, they're I was adults. Really, I was really pleased that they chose to go, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was quite surprised that they chose to go. I That's very that. cool. I thought that I, was great. I certainly didn't put any pressure on them. I, I just assumed they would have not much interest in seeing their American cousins, their literal American cousins. Yeah. And they but, wanted to go. So, great. I was happy they went. And it was awesome. They got together with the cousins. Yeah. And then now we're all out of that particular conversation, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. No, I, 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 the whole thing was fun by me. But how, how close are they to Tim? Like they probably haven't, they don't. They haven't seen Tim in easily 10 years. Like right, him and, and Leslie were... would come to the lake in the summer at the same time I would be bringing the girls up there. But it's been a long time since they saw anybody right, and that, from back And that east. would have been one year. And then before yeah. that, it was probably another five years yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Long, long so. gaps of time. And I think they're both just wanting to know who their family is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. try to be somewhat connected and find out who their family is and what they're about. And yeah. I mean, I, I didn't ask them. I just said, oh, well, I'm glad you're going to go. Nice. And I wanted to see my nephews because I haven't seen them in easily 10 years. They're giants. Are they? Oh, yeah. And it was just fun to... Yeah. They're fun to talk to, both of them. Yeah, so yeah. They're yeah. easy laugh. I always like guys that are an easy laugh, and so they were. It was a lot of fun. They would have laughed at Corona Sinus. <laughs> exactly. They would laugh about eating the whales. Damn it. My kids out there that are listening. Some people think I'm funny. <laughs> How about some tales from the shadow, boys? Oh, yeah. Should we, we do that? I heard you got some good ones today. Let's hear them. <laughs> okay. So I got a few here. I got a few. Um, here's one for you. I had a guy in the car and he just he got in the car and he said, well, I'm really, really super ticked off at that sales guy. And I said, oh, you know, like, what am I going to say? Leaving the door open. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I just said, oh. I love that they decide that you're the guy. And he looks at me and he says, you seem like a pretty square guy. So I'll just tell you, I, I just, the guy was just an idiot. I went in and made him an offer and he just was really rude about blowing it off. And then he goes on to tell me how he constructed his offer. And he uses a website called unhaggle.com. Unhaggle.com out there listeners. Yeah. Remember yeah. that. All it does is show you all the costs to the dealer of any make, model, and year of car. I, I don't think any year, probably recent years. <laughs> they call least. that invoice cost. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. And he, this guy just got the price together and he added $1,000 to it because he felt $1,000 was fair in terms of covering the the dealership's actual costs. Like, no, you're not going to charge me $1,500 for taking the packing material off the car and then washing it. You're not going to charge me $1,500. you are not going to charge me $700 for a documentation fee. Not going to do that. So he went in and the guy just completely blew him off. And it was rude about it into the bargain. He just said, well, so he went on to tell me that he wasn't emotional about it, but that's clearly not true because the first thing he said is he was really angry at the guy. But he said he used it. He, he then went to a different dealer in White Rock and he did the exact same thing. He said, this is what I'm going to pay. 
And they said, well, we just can't do that. And he said, oh, it's okay. I, that's all right. I understand that you cannot. And uh, I, that's fine. I, that's what I'm going to pay. If you want to sell me the car, great. If you don't, great. It's not a problem for me. And I don't need to argue with you about it. It's just, that's it. And RJ, I thought this would be of particular interest to you because a lot of what he said was reminiscent of what you've said to me before about your own approach to car yeah. buying or buying that in That was general. my exact technique. I remember telling the guy in North Van that I like doing this. I I'm going to visit every dealership if I need to. Yeah. That's what this guy said also, because yeah. he did like it. It was pretty clear. And he said, so then, you know, 24 hours go by and the salesman he'd spoken to calls him back and says, well, I did speak to my manager and he just said, there's just no way we're not selling at that price. And the guy said, okay, that's fine. Like <laughs> I said, yeah, like I said to you there, <laughs> uh, that's okay. I'm just, I, I don't need a car. The car I got is fine. I was just, I'm thinking it's getting to be time. And so, oh, well. 24 hours goes by, the manager calls him. The manager says, we absolutely can't sell at this price. That's ridiculous. We can't do that. It's crazy. We are not going to do that. And he says, oh, that's fine. As I told your sales associate, I'm not in any kind of hurry. And I'm, that's the price I'm going to. 24 hours goes by, the guy phones and he says, okay, we'll, we'll go. And the guy says, okay, but just to be clear, I'm not paying a documentation fee. I'm not paying a car, a dealer prep fee. Well, we can't do that. And he hangs up <laughs> another 24 hours. He calls back and says, okay, we'll do it. And he got the car at the price he had asked. Yeah. And I said, well, so what is the deal? And I, RJ, again, I think you've told me this before, but the deal is basically the dealership gets the cars at a certain price from the manufacturer if they sell a certain volume of them. So if you are right on the cusp as a dealer of selling the correct volume, you'll take a loss on a few cars in order to make your volume thing. Or a break even. Because your overall picture then becomes much rosier. You get all the cars you sold that year at a reduced price. Mm. Right. They're dealer rebates. Right. The dealer gets money back. And so the invoice is a, is a fraud as well. Yeah. So the, the invoice cost is not what the dealers pay. Yeah. yeah. It was just really, it was a fun, fun conversation. The guy clearly enjoyed it. You know, he, he just had had fun. And I know there were sales guys but, at that dealership so, were just awful. So this guy you're talking about, is he also the guy who was really angry? Yeah. He, that's what I was saying. He got in the car. He was angry and at the salesperson. Why did he get into your car in the first place? Because he had been at the dealership with his car, getting it serviced. And he'd spoken to a sales oh, rep about I replacing okay. his car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he started out by saying he was angry with the sales rep's behavior, but then he went on to say, he's not emotional about this whole business. He's just enjoying it. And did he buy his current car there? Yeah, he did. And that's he's, why he's taken it there to get. Yeah. But he, well, also he lives in North End, so it goes there. But anyway, unhaggle.com, he, he strongly recommended it and it sounded, because it was, like I said before, really reminiscent, RJ, of what you've done and said before I just said it. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Unhaggle.com. So that was one. I had somebody in the car and again, this stems from conversation that you've had and in our last episode, if you look at the show notes, you will see the curve the, the graph that shows the curve at which the days get longer and shorter as we orbit the sun. So I mentioned this to somebody uh, that my, it's only a recent discovery for me, relatively recent. I'm 63 years old and I only found out about two or three years ago that that's not a straight line, that time does, the days don't get longer at the exact same increment day in and day out. And my customer's response was, well, yeah, and time isn't linear either. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it one step further. Yeah, and I, I just thought, am I up for this? <laughs> am I ready? 
And I started to say, are you talking about on sort of a cosmic scale? Because, you know, the physicists say that time is not linear, right. particularly around black holes. Right, relativity theory and all that. But I'm pretty sure she was talking about on a day-to-day -day individual basis, time is not linear. And I reflected a little bit about going down the video game path, right? So when I play a video game, time is not linear. Time ceases to exist, in fact, when I'm playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked back into it at the end of a few hours. <laughs> Me but. too. And in Tomb Raider, I can press a button and time really does slow down in the game as well. So it's <laughs> but, but this particular customer, I thought, nope, I'm not going to go there because... You didn't want to get into that. Well, because I thought that it was not going to be a very sustainable conversation based on anything other than mm. sheer perception. So I just didn't. Right, but, right. But there it was. I thought that was fun. And then the third one that I had in this last little time period that was fun, I'm picking a guy up at 14th and Lonsdale. And he's, he's Iranian by his own uh, declaration. Persian then. Go no, on. he said Iranian actually. Oh, he, he did, did not okay. say Persian. Okay. Yeah. And so. Maybe non-Persian Iranian. I picked him up at his place of work and we're going to the dealership and we're at 14th and Lonsdale where they have a big rainbow crosswalk. Yes, yes. And there's people going across it. He's in the front seat with me and he says, you see that woman there with the scarf? And I wasn't paying attention. And I finally, I sort of heard what he said and I said, no, what, where, what woman? He said, you can't see her now. She's just crossed. And I said, oh, I missed her. Why? What, what's the deal? And he said, you know, back home, my home country of Iran, we're taught constantly that the West is the great Satan, that the West is corrupt, evil. But all those guys in the ruling group they send their kids over here to Britain, to the States for education. He says, if we're the great evil, if the West is the great evil and why uh, this guy, he just went on like that all the way to the dealership. He was really down on the uh, ruling regime. He clearly loves Iran, clearly does not love the current government at all. The theocracy is not in favor of it at all. I've never heard anybody uh, go off like that about Iran, at least, because people that I have dealt with who are of Iranian descent, they either just don't talk about it at all, or they speak quite favorably of things that are great in their home country. Mm -hmm. Not so much great today, maybe, maybe not so much great in terms of government, but great in terms of climate or food or culture. This guy. That's what I found as well. He was mad. Uh, Iranians that I've talked to, they love their people, but they have a history of having terrible leadership through the millennia. And apparently the reason they're so poetic is that they would be punished if they criticized the government. So they learned forms of poetry that you, if you were in on it, you'd understand that it's highly critical of the government. That, that still goes on too, apparently. That's yeah. being done now. Some of the most popular entertainers are guys that uh, use their poetry and music to subtly poke at the government yeah yeah which is you got to figure that's a dangerous game that's a mugs game that's it for episode 79 you guys thanks for coming along i hope you had fun we sure did uh we always have fun kj thanks for that coffee saved everybody this could have been another bland boring episode but instead it's the delightful delightful potpourri that you've just experienced largely because we had coffee halfway through. french roast and a french press <laughs> that sounds like a song for the yeah you could make a song out of that warm beer and cold <laughs> maybe not that one 
it's been done. But French press, and that, that, that'd be new. Anyways, thanks, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Here we go. Hey, summer's coming. Days are getting visibly longer. Happy about that here in the shed. <laughs>